Have you ever wondered why God has ordered your life the way he has? Or do you ever wonder whether you're where you're supposed to be? This is Wednesday, September 28th, and this is this first week of this Engage study that we're doing in worship in our small groups and also in our podcast. I want to go back to the winding story of Joseph, the son of Jacob and Rachel. Joseph was the darling of his father. Jacob didn't even pretend to love all his children the same. He favored Joseph because he loved Joseph's mother like no one else. Now, of course, Joseph wasn't the oldest, but his father gave him a splendid coat to signal his approval of Joseph. You can imagine how his brothers thought of that. It was beyond offensive to them. And Joseph seemed to do all he could to stoke the fire of his brother's anger toward him. He told them about his dreams, dreams in which they were bowing down to him or serving him. And a day came when they couldn't take it any longer. Joseph had gone out to meet them in the wilderness, and the brothers decided they would kill him. But at the last moment, one of the brothers offered them another option. They could sell him into slavery and take their and tell their father that he'd been killed by a wild beast. Now it all worked according to their plan, and their father was none the wiser. Now we might think that that might be the end of it, and certainly be the end of trouble for Joseph. But it was really just the beginning. Once in Egypt, Joseph managed to get himself in trouble, he did, though he did his best to do the right thing. He was thrown in prison and faced almost certain death. But God had other plans for him. Joseph's ability to interpret dreams came to the Pharaoh's attention when he had dreams that troubled him, and he sent for Joseph. And this was the beginning of Joseph's amazing rise from prison to becoming the prime minister of Egypt. It's amazing. As a result of Joseph's wisdom and the step he took to save the Egyptian people from starvation, his own family came to Egypt for survival. And while they were there, they were reunited with Joseph. It really was an astounding journey. But after Jacob, the father of the boys, died, there was concern among the jo- Joseph's brothers that he, might, that, that he might take his revenge on them for what they had done. But at the time, Joseph reassured them. Here's our text from today, from Genesis chapter 50, verse 18 to 21. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Now, Joseph had walked with God long enough to have perspective on what happened. Not only does he forgive his brothers for what they have done, he also sees God's purpose in all the distress that he went through. Now, we see in his story the truth that where there is love, there will always be a cost. There will always be a cross. Joseph knows that beyond the sinful actions of his brothers, there was the hand of our loving God. 
You have to appreciate the way Joseph explains how his life unfolded. His brothers meant evil. They did what they did out of hatred and envy. And of course, all of that is true. But at the same time, Joseph said, God was working to fulfill his purposes. Yes, God worked through the events, the suffering, and the difficulty in Joseph's life to save many, many people. Joseph's program of stockpiling food for years before the famine came brought life to whole nations and saved people from starvation, even his own family. And you see, this is the way God often works in our world. It's what happened at the cross of Jesus. One greater than Joseph was given over to death to accomplish what would bring life for us all. Yes, at the time, the cross of Jesus looked meaningless, How could there be any value in killing Jesus, killing the Son of God? But here is where God brought about our freedom and life for the world. But there's one final thing that I don't want us to miss today. God loves the Egyptian people. There are people that don't know him. There are people that have never worshipped him. There are people that have come to oppress the Hebrews, his own people. He loves them because this is who God is, and this is what God does. Now, as we read Joseph's story, we want to think about our own lives. Do we believe that God has a purpose for us? That he is at work in our lives even when difficulty and hardships come? You see, this really is the good news. We know that our sovereign God will fulfill his promise to make all things new in Christ. And he's working in us and through us to accomplish those purposes in our world. Now, perhaps seeing this, we can also come to look at our suffering and hardship in a new and redeemed light, knowing that God is at work, especially there. Would you pray together with me? God of glory, help us to trust your ways when we're hurting, when we suffer loss. Remind us that you work all things for our good and for your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen.